now get your Bibles out in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Y'all ready for some good word? You know, it's time for us to get just full of joy. Don't allow the world to take you down. I woke up the other morning and I was um, fixing to go to the shoot and the Lord spoke to me and he said, um, if you want victory, you're going to have to fight in the spirit. You're not, not in the flesh. He said, if, you, if you're not going to fight in the spirit, you will not have victory. You need to learn to fight in the spirit. You need to pray in the spirit. You need to confess who you are in Christ. Wake up in the morning, make up your mind. You're going to have a good day in Jesus' name. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 11. My sermon title today is called Eternity. Now, I'm, I'm going to make a statement about this as I get started. I think, there's a, I think we think too much about now. I'm not even moving on until I hear three more grunts. God has, listen to the scripture, and I want to read it off the thing. He has made everything beautiful in its time, and he put eternity in our hearts, except no man will find the work of God does from beginning to end. You won't know what he's doing from Adam until Jesus, until he returns. You'll know a piece of it but you will never know it all. But look at that. It says, it says that he has placed eternity in your heart. I want to say something here, and I want you to stop right now because it's time for us to start thinking a little deeper than we've ever thought about this subject. There was a time in America where preachers preached on the return of Jesus and going to heaven. We need to return a little bit more to, to, you know, to a, not a now gospel. Now, why, what I mean by that is that people preached so much on heaven, they were no earthly good. They weren't living, enjoying life now. And so preachers begin to shift and change back. You can actually enjoy your life right now. Amen. But now, now, I think we need to start thinking a little bit longer, like, like the question, what are you going to be doing in a hundred years from now, what is your game plan? I'm already planning. See, I was the other day I was riding around and I was thinking about, you know, and I don't know whether y'all do this or not, but you think, man, I wished I had done this when I was younger. Yeah. Do you remember when we bought this land, it was $125,000. I can remember when a house in, in uh, Errol Estates was 150. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people in here going, I wish I'd bought me one when it was 150. Well, you can't. Mm -hmm. Well, you might could. But uh, according to your faith, be it unto you. Amen. Yeah, amen. <clears throat> but you know, a lot of times we think when you get older, you're running out of time, and you're not. Right. You're not. And you've got to get your head out of that mindset because, it, you know, it, you're not going to die. That's right. Jesus said, if you believe in me, you will never die. And, and yet we've, we've adopted the mindset, well, when I die, when I die, when I die, 
And that simply is not true. You will change locations. When my sister Nancy left her body and died physically and was sinking into hell, she said, I was very much alive. Everyone who has ever been born is alive. Somewhere. That you got to start thinking like this. Everybody who has ever been born is somewhere right now. Hitler is somewhere. Adam is somewhere. Mussolini is somewhere. Stalin is somewhere. Wow. Now we're going to get into eternal life in a minute, and you'll be, you'll be glad you're born again. Amen. Um, so I'm going to read this again. It says, he has made everything beautiful this time. He put eternity in our hearts. And I think that man knows he was destined to live forever, and he has done everything in his power to do so. Go to John 3.16, and I'm going to ask a question. What is eternal life? Now, don't get bored with me. Yeah, don't get bored with me because you don't want to get bored talking about living forever. John 3.16. Now, this was a revelation to me when God gave it to me. It was one of the very first things he ever really taught me about in him realities. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We've read that in the light of we live forever. Well, yeah, and that's true. But the word there, it, life is Z-O-E, Zoe. It means the life of God. Yes. Now, what that means, in him, Jesus' is life, Zoe, and the life is the light of man. You see, a man walking the earth without Jesus is dead in sin. That means his spirit man is not, is not connected to God. Right. And he doesn't need to die dead. He doesn't, you know, someone said, well, why does God send people to hell? He's never sent anybody to hell. Right. Amen. Come on. I did, um, we, we, um, Nikki and Jim are here and Justin and, and I don't know how many other people in here have ever gone to the, to the competition, the shoot out in Eustis, the IDPA. But they ask me every time I come to pray. And yesterday they asked me to, to have a moment of silence for a guy there that, that shot with us that pa- passed away during COVID. And they walked up and said, he's an atheist. And people were re- putting on Facebook, brother, rest in peace. Yeah, not not resting in hell. And I, and I think people, we've got to get over the fear of using the word. I don't mean that we're preaching hell on people. But we need to start going back and talking a little bit more so that people aren't just going, well, Joe Blow died. He's, he's with the Lord. N- is he? Now, let me ask you a question. Let's go down that road. I know, I, I, how many of you in here have eternal life? Say, I have it. I have it. So I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. We're going to talk a minute about you just helping other people. Yes. But, but how long are they there? Well, actually, I got to tell you this. Hell will get worse. Because one day hell will be thrown into the lake of fire. So everybody in hell has hell awaiting. 
But when's the last time they slept? They haven't. When's the last time they've had a drink of water? They haven't. Is, do you think that, that the subject of, of dying and where you go is important enough that you might want to know a little bit more than whatever? Forever. In hell. In a million years, they have forever to think about never having a drink. That's not funny. That's a serious conversation you need to have with some people. And then when you think about the fact that you have eternal life, you ought to just get real happy. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord and I have eternal life. And when I die, I'm going off in the presence of God and I have inside of me the very life and nature of God. See, eternal life means that he has impregnated you with his life and his spirit and you will never die and you will step out of this body and step into the very presence of God forever and forever and forever and forever and forever. And I'm going to tell you something that excites me is that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, he said, put the blood on the doorpost and the blood didn't care who was in the house. The angel didn't go over it because of who you were. It went over because of the blood. It, you know, don't worry about what you did in the past or what you didn't do. Just get the blood and put it all over the doorpost. So when the angel comes by, he goes, there's some blood and just jumped right over the top of you. We need to start talking about eternal life just a little tiny bit more. Say, I'll never die. I'll never die. Now, see, we need to start making some plans. You know, I was in the shopping center. We were in the shopping center praying one day, and the Lord took me up over the city, and he was talking to me about uh, the church next door. And he said, not everything I'm teaching you now is for now. Some of what I'm doing with you now is to prepare you for your job. I'm going, Shonda, I have a job during the millennial reign. See, you have a job. You have a job coming up. There's something God is going to be doing with you. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, if that's all right with y'all. All right, we're going to go down this road a little bit. I just love it. I just love it. Um, uh, you don't have to go there. Mark 8, 36 says, what does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? I, I want to preach that in Washington bad. Good God, folks. Yeah, I know you got all this money you've been ripping and stealing and lying and cheating, you dog. Listen, you're going to die. You're going to die. Somebody said they ought to be put in jail. They're going to be. Forever. But, but even then, even then, listen, you, you really don't want them to go to hell. I mean, I know you think you want them to, at least for a month. Until they straighten up and fly. But you know, the good, the good news is everybody in hell is a believer. They've all repented. It's just that it's a day too late and a dollar short to be thinking about it. You know, I don't have time right now and I may do it soon. You know, the rich man in hell, he's down in hell concerned about his family. Get concerned about your family now. Okay, my God, brothers, they're coming here. He said, you got a Bible and preachers? They go, he ain't listening to nobody. Right. Amen. Yeah. No when I'm at the shoot, and I got to tell you this, and the reason I bring that up is it's the only time I get to hang around heathen. The rest of the time, I got to hang around Christians. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
You're closer to ministry than I am. You're closer to the you're closer to doing ministry than I am. And and I don't I don't mean to say this despairingly against God, but there's something enjoyable about getting up in the morning and going to a nine to five working with a bunch of heathen and spending the day praying over them and watching them get saved. You really, you really are, you are so beneficial where you are. And I know some of y'all are praying, I need a new job. No, you don't. No, you don't. God got you right in the middle, the nastiest, worst, ugliest people in the world, and he does it for a purpose. Amen. 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 And enjoy it, because they need you. Amen. They may not know it. All right. There's another one. Uh, I'm just going to mention it. Mark 10, 17 is the rich young ruler. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that maybe right now wherever he is, he's wishing he had made the decision to walk away and, and don't walk with God? Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want to go over there and preach on that. I got other things I need to say. God wants you to have a good life. Amen. And he, you will have a good life. Amen. But don't put wrong things first. Yes. I enjoy having fun. I, I enjoy, if you own a business, enjoy your business, enjoy making money, but don't make it number one. So the rich young ruler, Jesus walks up and he says, sell everything you've got. I'll bet you right now he's, he's wishing, man, I wished I had just walked away and walked with God. He didn't ask him to be poor. He just said, come on, follow me. And I, whenever I preach on consecration, and I say this, and, and I'm going to stop doing it so much, everybody goes quiet. <laughs> I can hear myself thinking. That's deadly. Just, I mean, I'm preaching on being a consecrated to God. It just, why does that scare you so bad? Do you think he's taking all your little ducks away from you? No, man, he... No, he wants to bless your life and make it better. The greatest thing ever happened to me is separated unto God and get in the middle of his perfect will. Stop being afraid of God. Dear Lord, be afraid of the guy in your bathroom mirror. That's the guy you ought to scare you. He's the guy who ain't got good sense. God's brain's the size of the Pacific Ocean and your brain's the size of a bucket of water. Why don't you just rely on his for a few minutes? So the rich young ruler is probably up, you know, and I'm hoping he made it. You know, we don't know. You can't, you can't read that and go, he's in hell. He may have come back later and went, man, that was a bad decision. You know, after, after Jesus rose from the dead, he might have got a clue and dove in. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So anyway, let's just don't send him off to hell. Right. All right. But is 80 years all there is? No, and I want you to stop thinking like that. I want, go to 1 Corinthians 15, 14. Just put it on the screen. I'm just going to read it off the screen. I want you to see this, what Paul said. It says, if in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. Don't, 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 don't throw anything at me. Stop trying to turn your life here into heaven. Just heaven. Now, nothing wrong with you having there, you're going to have some trouble. Don't walk away from God because you have a bad day. 
I mean, I watch people walk in this church and they get gloriously born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and the devil brings some crap in their life. Mm -hmm. Don't backslide because crap happens. It's still better than going to hell. Paul had a few bad days. You're going to have a few bad days. And I'm not, don't don't, don't say, don't, don't speak that over me. Listen, Jesus is the one that said, in the world you will have trouble. You're you're going to have, don't walk off from your walk with God because you had a little bit of trouble. Be a little bigger than that. As a matter of fact, when you're in the middle of trouble, if you can't think of anything good, rejoice in the day you die. Glory to God, soon and very soon I'll be on the other side and I'll get to lay down and do nothing and rest and I don't have to get any more sermons and I don't have to go to any more meetings. And I, Well, I can get to go to a meeting, but I, but I can get to go to a meeting in the throne room with Almighty God and listen to, listen to Jonah preach and listen to Paul preach and, and listen to Smith Wigglesworth preach and listen to Brother Hagin and have a Holy Ghost meeting up there and be thinking about, I wonder how Word of Life's doing right now. I don't worry about it. Justin's got it. Jimmy's got it. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You, you ain't going with me. You got a lot of work to do down here. All right. Uh, <laughs> now, see, now put John eleven twenty six up there, and I want to. I just want you to see it. I just want you to look at it with your eyeballs. Whoever believes in me and believes in me will never die. Say, I, I will never die. He's not talking about never dying physically. There's no way in the world he's talking about that. It, that is, that is healthy to think about. I have eternal life. Now, forever. Forever. I like to think about it because it makes my brain flatline. It just, I can't wrap my head around a thousand years, 10,000 years, 20,000 years. I can't even think. And it says that every day he'll show you something new. At my brain goes, tilt right off the chart. Have you ever sat around and wondered what people are doing? Wonder what Lisa's mom's doing. Wonder what my mom's doing. I'll bet you they're not worried about us at all. But, you know, you just got to stop and go, they're not dead. Stop talking like your family's dead. I'm going to do better than that. Mama went home, be with the Lord. Well, you're the only one sad about it. She's not. <laughs> when, when my mother died, listen, and I'm, and I'm not trying to upset you. or, or, or to, you're, you're crying is for you. I know that that, that upsets you. But, it, but you'll get over it before you get out of here today. It, it, listen, when, when my mother died, we all went in the funeral home and we're sitting around the table and we're all cracking jokes. And the funeral director is supposed to have on a pious, fake, he don't know my mom, he don't know. And he looked at me and my sisters and said, I've never in my life ever met anyone sit in here happy. They all cry. And me and my sisters looked at him and said, Mom's with Jesus. And he goes, well, I know that. No, you don't. 
My mother had osteoporosis and she sat in a chair. She, she never got out of it. She slept in the chair. She's, dear God, when the angel came to get her, what a glorious day that was. And Mark was in the room when she died and mom was sitting there looking depressed. Hope deferred me. You know, when we ain't got nowhere to go all day, you just, you know. And so mom was sitting there. And all of a sudden she goes, and died. What do you think? Yeah, that big old angel come and go. We're leaving. Mom go, whoo, leave this chair behind. But I think about that kind of stuff. I, I think about what are, what are we? You know, I, I've been planning if we come back where I'm building my house. Now, Lisa has already taken Rock Springs. Now, it's not my fault y'all aren't thinking, but I've taken Wakiva. Now, you say, no, me. No, no, no. That we're going to talk in a minute. You, you ain't living good enough. Let's talk. We're going to talk about rewards in a minute. And I, and I wanted to do this before, but I want you to know you have eternal life. But there's a lot more that we need to be thinking about than just going to heaven and eating ice cream and never get fat. No keto diet there. Probably no ice cream either, but anyway. <laughs> Go to 2 Corinthians 5. Come on. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. 2 Corinthians 5. Now, I said this the other day, and I don't, don't go quiet on me right now. Don't, do not go quiet. If this sermon is for you, it, it just rejoice and make adjustments. We're going to talk about the Bema seat of Christ for a minute. Now, you know you're not going to go to hell. So that, that subject will not come up. So don't, don't go down right now. Just, just We're going to talk about the fact that we will all stand before God and give an account. How many of you are businessmen and you've had, you have an accountant and, and your biggest fear is the IRS is on the phone and they want to come see you? I didn't, to some of y'all, that's a fear. To others, it's a, come on, baby, you ain't got nothing to hide. I mean, you just, a bunch of dirty dogs. There's no, there's no such thing as federal IRS. It's privately owned, and not one penny of your money has ever gone to the United States. The faster you learn that, the better off you're going to be. You're paying taxes in the grocery store and at the gas pump, the money at the gas pump is what pays the road taxes. Your federal income tax is going in some banker's pocket. It's called stealing. I'm not online. No, I don't have to worry about the IRS. But anyway, just in case they come to see you. And then see, y'all went quiet. Do you ever feel robbed a little bit? Well, you've been getting robbed. We've all been getting robbed. But they'll all be gone one day and wish to God they hadn't stolen all that money. Down in hell, they're saying, how much money did we leave behind? All of it. Can't even buy a, a, a cup of water down there. That ought to be. I, aren't, aren't you glad your name's not George Soros? 
A lot of other people you ought to be glad you're not. 2 Corinthians 5, let's read verse 8. No, not verse 8. Yeah. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Now, let's stop right now. Let's just stop. I didn't do it, and you can see if you can find me a ticker tape. I, this is something I enjoy doing, and I love, I love the illustration. But I want you to get in your mind one of them white rolls of, of tape that you use in an adding machine. Now, Cindy used to use an adding machine, and I think she burns. Yeah. I've never seen anybody make the paper catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> she told me one day, she says, it's not my fault I'm fast. I never forgot that. I use it all the time when I shoot competition, not my fault. But I want you to think about having a ticker tape, tape it to that door right there and stretch it across this room all the way to the other side. Your life on this planet is about like that. Yeah. Now take that ticker tape and go all the way to Cocoa Beach and go all the way across the ocean and go to Europe and go over there and go through China and come back all around and do that about 100,000 times. That ticker tape is eternal life, and this is you here. Yeah. Yeah. Here is not much. Let's stop making a big deal out of this. But there is a time window. God's given you a time window that will affect eternity. And I want you to learn to spend time wisely. See how many three, I have three people to go. Spend time wisely. Because you don't have a lot of it. You have a certain amount. For we're confident, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The word judgment seat is bema seat. It's, it's not the damnation seat. We got that covered. That each one may receive the things done in their body according to what he has done, good or bad. Now, let me stop right here, and, and I'll just give you a little heads up so it'll scare you a little. Did the Bible put David's life in it? Is it in the Bible? Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. The good and the bad. Yes. What about Bathsheba's? What about Moses? Yes. What about you? Yes. 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 Now you say, well, I thought it was under the blood. He, you're forgiven. But, but I had a lady say something to me one time. She said, I don't want everybody knowing my sin. I said, stop. I don't want anybody to know I smoke dope. Well, stop. You, you know what? If they were to do my books, I don't worry about you catching me stealing. I don't steal. You can check on all of the women I flirt with, except Sunday morning on the way out. I do get to hug some pretty girls, pretty ladies. I think it's legal. It's the only legal time I get to hug a pretty lady. Other than Lisa, Lisa's the prettiest. We all know she's the prettiest in the building. 
But I get to hug Chloe, and I get to hug Cindy and Tanya and Brianna and go, hey, I love you, beautiful thing. And that's it. That's, this, that's the extent of my, of my hugging women <laughs> on the doorway on the way out. But anyway, it's legal, I think. It was until right now. So. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I mean, if, if you're not doing anything wrong, there's a real slim chance of getting caught. Like none. Yeah. All right, now since we are going to stand before the Bama Seat of Christ and you're going to receive in the body what you did, good or bad, wouldn't we want to start thinking about that? Yeah. Amen. Yes. One of my biggest, my biggest, my next biggest day, and I think about it every day. I think about this every day. There will come a day I'll stand before God. Now, I know Tanya's in the room, and I'm not, I don't want you all to holler out. There's only one reason I do the speed limit. I'm just telling you, I'm not that holy. But those, those Christmas tree lights, I don't like them. And so I do watch my speedometer. You know, when I'm, you know there's places in town you know they're hiding. I've got them all marked out on my GPS. They hide here. They hide there. And this road right up here is one of them. They're, they hide under the tree down there with their little radar gun. So I never break the speed limit going home that way. And you don't want to do it on the next road because there's so many bumps and potholes in it to tear your car up. You have to wait till you hit 441. And then, then when you go into Zellwood, they're usually there drinking coffee, but they never have a radar. You just, whoa, oh, there's one right there. Yeah. So, so, but now let's go back to being a little more spiritual. You need to think about it so that you're not always giving share revenue coupons to the, to the city Amen. or the county. Yeah. If you don't want one, change the way you live. If you don't want a demerit, yeah. see, this, this, should, this should control... There's a word in the Bible called self-control. So why don't I steal money out of the church pot? Well, I ain't worried about you. But there is somebody who sees everything. And he's scary. Yeah, I saw that dime you took, you dog, you know. See, so I just made sure the years ago... I just made up my mind that I'm not going to stand in front of him and get a bad report. I, he's going, everything you do, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. oh, you get quiet on, is written down. Everything you do. There's an angel following you around with a notepad all the time. Jeannie Bowser, let's see, today got up and prayed. 43 minutes and 27 seconds. Amen. Prayed for a family, left two of them out. No, no, but see, this is the honest to God truth. An angel, an angel, there was a man that died and uh, he, he went to heaven and then he, they raised him from the dead and he came back and uh, he'd only been saved a week. And when he died, it just scared him. And an angel grabbed him and took him up into heaven. And he said, I made it. And the angel said, 
Do you remember last week at 7.35 in the evening when you, were, when you made Jesus Lord? And he goes, well, yeah, I, I did pray. He said, we recorded it. He's like, Chloe. She hadn't been saved all that long. He hadn't lived for God very long. Then something happened and he came back and he went, there's an, he said, and they told him there, there's a recording angel that follows you around and writes down everything you do. Everything you say. Make you stop talking a little bit, right? Just, I'm not going to say nothing about that right now. Write that down, angel. Write down what I'm saying. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Write that down. <laughs> I'm going to walk in love today. Write that down, glory to God. I'm going to give Mark Hankins some money. Write that down right there, angel. Hey, angel, I, I cooked Lisa some sausage. Write that down. You saw that sausage. It's written down. That sausage is written down. What you do good, what you knew. Now, why? It's not to damn you. It is not. It's not. It's an accounting for you to know because you have a window of time. Now, why am I preaching this? I'm going to tell you why I'm preaching this this morning. It is time we got busy. Now, we're all saved. But the world is not. And I think it's time for us to start. He said, you know, he said, I'm coming back. My reward is with me. And I'm just going to ask you this morning, what is in your bucket up there? If it's not full, just say, thank God for Pastor Morgan. I'm leaving today. I got to get this bucket. I got to get some good stuff in the bucket. He, you're going to give an account of what you did with your money. You're going to give an account of what you did with your time. You're going to give an account of how you, husbands and wives, and how you, how you acted in your house. Listen, it's not okay. It, it's not, it, you have choices to make. Everybody has stuff. But that's not why you act the way you act. You act the way you act because you you, you want to be ugly. That's right. I'm, That's they made me, I told the Lord one time, Lisa made me mad. He said, no, he, she can't make you mad. You got mad all by yourself. I said, whose side are you on? He said, right now yours because I'm trying to help you. You know, and I had to learn, my attitude is my attitude. If she's having a bad day, I can say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. And bless her. Just be kind and just, you can be nice. But see, we're doing stuff all the time and not thinking of the ramifications of it. You say, I'm just going to get forgiven. Well, you can. You can. It's still written down. It's still on the books. Not that you're going to pay, but there comes a day, and, and I don't have time to go with the scripture. It says that if all your work is burned up, at least you're saved. There will be people there. There is no reward other than they go to heaven. There is none. They wasted their whole Christian life. We call them carnal Christians and we go, I wonder if they're really saved. They're saved. Sit in church for 35 years and never grow up at all. Never grow up. Never do anything for anybody. 
Just me, me, me. That's sad. That's sad. Don't live your life like that. Let's, let, let's get in the habit of thinking a little bit more about where we're going to be in 100 years and what's going to happen. Now, now, yesterday, Justin and I went to a shoot, a competition, and it's one of the... I've only been to two where I could win a plaque. I got DQ'd at one of them. That means disqualified. They said I swept my leg and I was in Miami. They sent me home. I was not happy. I was not saved all the way home. I was a mad puppy. But see, what is a competition for? Well, they get to honor who's good, bad, and ugly. And the people that sit out there and don't do anything because they don't get anything didn't shoot good. And they're all going, I'm going to learn. I'm going to really improve. Well, don't wait until the Bama seat and they're calling people up and they never call you. I got called. Justin got called yesterday. He got a first place. I won't tell you about mine. I got a first place too, but they bumped me down and gave me a first place. I said, well, I'm glad I finally got something. All these years of shooting, and never got nothing on the wall, never. Finally got something. But anyway, hallelujah. I was excited. I got a picture with Justin. But you know, while we're sitting there and people are getting plaques, I'm thinking of this scripture. I'm not, I don't, I'm not thinking about shooting a gun. I'm thinking about when I die, am I, are they even going to call my name? <laughs> Yeah, I'm concerned they're going to say, and for Word of Life Church today, Lisa Morgan. I'm going to be going, what? And then they're going to say, Nikki Condon. I'm going to, Justin Morgan. Kenny Robertson. And they're going to go, and now for the other church, and I'm going to go, whoa. Yeah, we know you're the pastor, but you never did nothing anyway. I mean, you are the biggest pain than they had down there. I mean, if all these people hadn't been praying for you, you wouldn't have had a church, you know. And I mean, it's not like I'm going to hell, but what kind of moment do you think that's going to be? You get up there and you get a little plaque. You go to heaven and you wall and put it on a little. And you go next door and Lisa's got a plaque like you. I'm going, I ain't coming back over here ever. <laughs> I'm, doing very, I'm doing better than y'all, amen. And I got one more scripture. I got one more scripture. I got, I got to do this. I got to do this. Ecclesiastes 12. Go to Ecclesiastes 12. Go back. I almost forgot. Is this good? Amen. Say, I think I got some work to do. I'm going to read one more here before we go to 12. Ecclesiastes 9, 5. The living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. And they have no reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. You don't want to, we go to the, out to the g- g- graveyard and you go, who is that? And forever, nobody will ever know they lived and died. Say, not me. All right, let's look at it one more. Let's look at it one more. Ecclesiastes 12. At the end of Ecclesiastes, Solomon finally writes, and he makes a statement, and I want, you, I want to close with this. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Is it on there? That's not what you're reading. He's got nine up there. He's got nine. Chapter 12. 12, nine. He's got nine. Well, let's just read nine. I'll, just, I'll read it all. 
And moreover, because the preacher was wise, amen, thank you, hallelujah. Man, I'll do anything I can to get an amen. I mean, I'll just do it. He taught the people knowledge. He pondered and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find acceptable words that was written was upright, words of truth. Amen. Kenny, you're hired. You just, Angel, write that down, that amen. And write down that Cindy said nothing. Write down Cindy didn't say nothing. <laughs> Tanya didn't either. Just write that down. Write that down, Angel. The words of the wise are like goads, and the words of scholar are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these of making many books. There is no end. Much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let's consider the conclusion of the whole matter. He says, I'm going to take the whole ball of wax and give it to you in one, one little proverb. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is man's all. You know, we have college kids here. Brianna's going to school. I'm proud of Brianna. Who else? Melanie went to school. I don't know if she learned anything. <laughs> we'll just forget about Melanie right now. She, we'll just, just don't write anything down, Angel, about Melanie this morning. But, you know, um, fearing God and keeping his commandments is all that's going to matter when you die. Yeah. When you die... And, I wish I'd bought another house. I'm fixing. Wish my kids were going to heaven. Pray I do. All right, look at this. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. I want you to do something right now, and I want you to begin thinking this way. What am I doing right now, this week, that affects forever? How can I effect forever. Work on your love walk. Work on the way you treat people. Amen. I'm going to tell you this. I have been reading on it. <laughs> it is not easy. Love hardly notices when others do it wrong. I'm stuck there. Thank y'all. I mean, I see some stuff, and I'm like, hardly notice? That's blatantly in my face. Okay. And I'm going over it, and I'm going, I'm working on my love walk. I'm working on my attitude. Working on my prayer life. I noticed about a month ago that there were people in my family I hadn't prayed for in a while. I don't want to stand before God. He goes, you never even prayed for these people. Are y'all out there? And so I'm starting to make adjustments so that when this day comes, I want to open the books and go, oh, Daryl Morgan, you did good. You did good here. Yes. You did good here. Yes. Say, me too. Me too. Are y'all ready? Say, I will. Live forever. What's, what are we going to be doing? I, I don't know, but I got a crazy idea that all of those planets aren't for nothing. 
Elon Musk is not the only one who wants to visit a few. Come on, do you know, you think about how many worlds are out there. During the millennial reign, what will we be doing? Well, thank God there will be a government in that is moral and righteous. But we are going to be the government. Where will you be? So I've already got Wakaiva. Where? Ocala? Okay, you can have Ocala. Now, some people aren't even thinking like this. You should start. I walked up to Rock Springs one time and it said, it's full. And I went, not, not when Lisa gets it. Never mind, I'm done. Are you ready to pray? Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you I have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. From this day forward, I'm going to plan for the Bama seat. I want to be ready. I will enjoy my life, but I will control myself, and I will work toward the day I meet you. In Jesus' name. You may not realize this, but what you just did was huge. That's huge. You very well may have changed the destiny of a lot of people around you just by that prayer. There will be people in heaven because of you. Amen. Lisa, you got this? Y'all were fun today. Thank you. Say you did good, Pastor. You did good, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Teresa is going to come forward, and if you'd like prayer for anything, we just want to be able to avail that to you. Looks like everyone in here knows Jesus because I know everybody in here. But if you want someone to get an agreement with you on anything, go ahead and come up. She will pray with you. The rest of you guys have a great weekend. Amen. Don't forget prayer tonight at 6 o'clock. Churchwide prayer. Amen.
It's a song that says, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose to be. I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose to be. Everybody see now. Say,
love Jesus this morning? Amen. Are you glad October's here? Thank God for October. I love fall. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise and thanksgiving. God, you're so good. You're always good. Every good gift. Say that with me. Every good gift. Every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning. Oh, God, we thank you. Paul said, I would that men and women everywhere would lift holy hands, give thanks to the Father. And so this morning, we thank you, Father. Where you go, we'll go. What you say, we'll say. What you want us to pray, we'll pray. Father, we will not pray our will down on a situation. We will pray your will down. We will pray according to your word. We will pray and we will say according to your leading and your direction. And we thank you this morning for the glory of God of this church and on these people. I ask you to touch every heart as we follow you. You are Lord. Say that with me. Jesus is Lord.
you pray, I'll pray. What you pray, I'll pray. Come on, lift your voice. We thank you, Lord. How we worship you, Lord. What you pray, I'll pray. We're gonna pray what you say. What you pray, I'll pray. We worship you, Lord. worship you. Come on, just lift your hands this morning. We thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. We worship you. We praise you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Show me your way. Show me your way this morning, Jesus. Show me your 
Thanksgiving 
to take you over and dominate you. The Bible says that the weapons of your warfare, you're in a war. It says your adversary, the devil, you have one. But your weapons are not natural. You, the things you're worrying about, the things that you're going through right now, there's only one way to win the fight. And that's with your mouth. God has a mouth and you have a mouth. Satan wants your mouth. God wants your mouth. Now you can win every battle. I mean, right now, right now, there's going to be things that turn for you just because of what you're fixing to do. 
The other morning I woke up about five in the morning, the Lord spoke to me and said, you, the, the, you will never win a spiritual battle in the natural. You don't worry it by worrying about what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do, what am I gonna do, how are we gonna do this, how are we gonna, you can't win. There's no way. So you've gotta open your mouth and so, Jesus is Lord. Say, Jesus is Lord. Say, the greater one that lives inside of me. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God is for me, who could be against me? Say, I'm righteous. I'm washed in the blood. Hey, tell the devil I'm righteous. I'm washed in the blood. You have no authority over me. In Jesus' name. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Hallelujah. 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 You say, that's putting on right. That is what I'm doing. I am putting on. Paul and Silas were in jail and he was putting on. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. There's not a devil in hell that can stand against the light of God. And when you're worshiping God, the Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. I mean, when you start saying glory to God, God shows up. God shows up. Whatever you're doing, He shows up. You say, I don't feel like it. Well, tell your body to shut up and obey God anyway. Tell your feelings to line up, turn me up a little bit. Am I off? Am I off? Am I on? There you go. I can actually hear myself talking now. Glory. Folks, listen. This is a way of life now. This is a way of life now. Bardino are acho erivano oke praticino mekodo. Miralome nandebere adekere. You're not going to look at the things around you and maintain a victory for long. You're going to have to look in my word and look on the inside. I told you to look up. I told you to look up. Your redemption's drawing nigh. I told you to look up. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Rejoice that you have eternal life. Rejoice that Jesus is Lord, rejoice. And the devil will flee from you and you'll live in victory here even now. And between now and the rapture, you'll have a note of victory and life will be sweet. Ha, ha, ha. Tell the devil, ha, ha, ha. You don't have me. You can't take me down. You can't take me under. I'm blessed. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Abraham, blessings are mine. I put you on notice. You have no authority over me, devil. You have no authority over me. My past is forgiven. My past is forgiven. It's under the blood. Hey, devil, shut up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, every once in a while, you just got to punch him out. Just knock him out. Especially when he's trying to give you a bad day. I mean, just knock him out. I mean, when somebody walks by, they ought to see the devil laying there. And, and, and you, what happened to him? Oh, he got in my face. 
the devil knows where you live and there's a sign in your front yard that says don't mess with this guy devils ought to come down the street and read the sign and just go to your neighbor you go in there this guy will beat you up <laughs> find somebody and give them a big hug and tell them you're glad they made it to church God is good, amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, we just like to welcome all of our first-time guests. If this is your first time here, hey, we encourage you to come back, find out who you are in Christ, get established in the things of this church, and let's do something for the kingdom, amen. Yeah. We also have a free gift for you after the service. If you just go out to the guest booth out there, that is waiting for you. Well, are you ready for some announcements? Welcome to Word of Life Church, where our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. And we do this by loving God, loving people, and loving life. My name is Frank, and here's this week's announcements. Are you 55 or older? Then we want you to come to our fall cover dish luncheon held on October the 17th, immediately following the 1030 service in the youth room. There'll be a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Please sign up so we can save you a seat. We'll see you there. October 22nd, 5.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. is our late night game night. The cost is $10 at the door. We'll be having tournaments such as Super Smash Bros, Mario Kart Racing, and much, much more. So parents, if you have youth ages 12 to 18, we encourage you to bring them because it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be here at the church October 22nd. We'll see you there. On October 31st, directly after second service, we are having a fall feast. This is a potluck style lunch so bring a dish to share. This will take place in the lobby and outside, so make sure the dish is in the right temperature keeping container. There will be cornhole, a giant blow-up slide, and a goodie bag at Pastor Jeannie's table. See you there! So I have an announcement. Didn't Lisa do a good job last week? I got to tell you where I was. I was sitting in Athens, Georgia. You ain't got nothing to say. Watching the dogs clean up. And then yesterday I heard they did it again. So I have a prophecy to make. They'll beat Alabama, too, and they'll be number one all the way to the end. Anybody? Man, am I hearing heresy in this church? Is there heresy in this church? I mean, when you see scores like 62 to nothing, 37 to nothing, that's basketball. Anyway, I won't drive the rest of you crazy. Then I won't say anything about how the Gators got beat. 
But I got to say hello to my family in Georgia, Johnny and Robin and Jason and all them. So last week I got to sit there in Athens and watch Lisa preach. And Johnny Hammond looked at me and said, you better go home. She's about to take your church. <laughs> she, I told him, I said, she can have this church. Glory to God. I mean, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be fine. Isn't God good? It's fun to get in here and have a little fun every once in a while. It's fun for the dogs to finally win. The last year when the Gators beat them, I thought, oh, are you serious? That cannot ever happen again because Karen will never let me live that down. I bought Karen a sticker, a bulldog sticker one year and put it on a car as a gift. And she got really angry. And I, I, I realized right then that she's not as spiritual as you think she is. That's true. And she, 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 she turned down a, 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 birth, a birthday present from me, a gift. Who's just trying to be a blessing to it. We'll get you another one and put it on your car. Are y'all ready to give? Before we get in, before we, before we give, let's, let's talk a little bit about giving. And I, I enjoy it because I want you guys to be blessed. Amen. There are two monetary systems in the world right now. One of them is God's and one of them is Satan's. Satan's is the banking system. And um, if you'd like to be a part of it, that's up to you. But God is, God's system has been in the, in the earth since Adam. Now, let me ask you a question because I want you to think real deep about what I'm going to say. Does an apple tree know or care who's in office? Apple trees grow apples simply because they're programmed to do it. You plant a seed, you'll get a tree. You'll also get thousands of apples with hundreds of thousands of seeds. It is possible to take one apple and make orchard after orchard, and within 10, 15, 20 years, have hundreds of thousands of trees. See, God's monetary system has always been sowing and reaping. It always works and always will work for all eternity. You do not have to worry about what's happening in the rest of America. As long as you understand that you can go out, there is no such thing as lack. I know that that bothers people. People go, well, I don't know. No, there is such thing. No, no, there is not. There may be a lack of initiative on your end, but if you plant plants, they grow, period. If you tend them, they'll grow. So there is no lack of food. There's no lack of water. They say, well, yeah, we're in a water shortage. Somebody's not. All the water that was here during Noah's flood still here. Now, it may not be in your yard, but you can use your faith. So God has given you a way for the wealth of the world to come to you. Amen. Now, I, want you, I asked this question before, and I, and I want to prompt you. Let, we're going to get into eternal life in a minute, but what if Adam was alive right now? Where would he be, and what would he be doing? He was not designed to die. And what would happen if everybody that had ever been born was still alive? How many people is that? That's a lot of people. Just say a lot. lot. How is in the world would God feed them? He's not, God's not short on anything. Now now that's that's a heavy thought. Everybody that ever was born alive right now, no wars ever, everybody alive and everybody doing well. Well, if all these people are dead, where's all this wealth? It's in the world. How long will the earth be here? For, you're not going to heaven forever. 
You're coming back here. He made this earth for you forever. How are you going to eat forever? Easy. Easy. Say easy. You see, we don't, have, we don't have a monetary problem. We have a lack of faith problem. So God designed sowing and reaping for your benefit, not, not for the preacher. I'm not up here preaching my opinion. I don't have an opinion. I don't have a dog in a fight. I have one dog in a fight, but I don't have another dog. When God started talking to me about sowing and reaping, he did that for my benefit. I live off my giving, not yours. So I'm going to teach you how to do it. Impossible for you to give and it not come back. Impossible. Can't happen. I told the story in the early service, and I don't, I don't condone this at all, but I'm just going to tell you that a preacher did it. He got up and talked about how the prostitutes in his church were tithing and increasing now, I would never do that. I just did. But I would never do that. I, I'm not here telling you it's okay to live like the devil. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that if you plant an apple tree, it doesn't matter whether you're good, bad, or ugly. That's right. It's going to grow apples. Yeah, if you tithe, it's coming back. Yeah, now, I suggest you not be a prostitute. Amen. <laughs> Not exactly the best way in the world to make money as far as I'm concerned. But aren't you glad that it works, period? Thank you, Lord. Think Jesus about what I just said. It always works. It, you can't break it. Go back and study the Bible. Abraham was rich. Job was rich. Jesus was rich. I know that. I know that. The, the church in America started that heresy to keep you broke. If you think there's a lack of money, you have never been to Vegas and you've never been to West Palm Beach. There's no such thing. There's no lack of money. There might be to you. I do this on Sunday morning for one reason only, you. Well, I do it because the Lord told me to do it. It's part of my job. Go teach them to do what I said. Teach them. But I'm going to teach you, if you'll listen, you can get out of debt and stay out of debt and don't and, and I don't I don't want bad people in office. I don't want them in there because they're messing everyone else up. But they're not messing me up because I'm in a complete different kingdom. Want to go down that road a minute? If you're an American and you move to Haiti, live like an American in Haiti. If you go to Russia as an ambassador, live like an American. You don't have to live like they do. If you're here, you're an ambassador from heaven. Live like you are from heaven. Jesus did. Amen. That's right. How many of you have a treasurer? Not yet. That means someone watching your money. <laughs> Jesus did. If he was poor, what's he doing with a treasurer? I'm going to come over here and preach. That's true. Amen. Poor people That's don't right. have a treasurer That's without true. a treasure. That's true. And went, traveled with him everywhere and stole money out of the bag. And he still never went broke. That's true. Until you get a treasurer, you ain't there yet. 
It's called a corporation. Boy, we ought to just get on this one day. Poor baby Jesus. A baby with gold is not poor. I can imagine he's sitting there. You know, my kids, they played with Tupperware. It didn't take long to find out. Don't buy them toys. Just give them Tupperware. They all want to play with the Tupperware. Imagine Jesus sitting in the living room playing with his gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And there wasn't three wise men, dear. Are y'all serious? There were probably a hundred of them. It was just... And Joseph took all the money and went and lived in Egypt for free. Never mind, y'all ain't... There is a kingdom of God in the earth, and you are in it. Amen. Operate if you so desire in the kingdom. Amen. Operate in his kingdom now. When you learn this, your days of poverty are over. Amen. Learn to be benevolent. Lord. Everything that comes into your hand is, is not to be consumed. Some of it is seed. Set it aside and sow it. And when you do, sow it on purpose. Bring it to church and go, Heavenly Father, we sow this into your kingdom on purpose, and we're looking for a return in Jesus' name. And I'm going to tell you something. It'll come back. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. When I got born again, I made $3,000 that year. That was the day when I got saved. I don't make $3,000 a year now. It's a little bit, it's changed a little bit. Amen. 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 I think I gave away $3,000 last month. Amen. So, I'm just telling you there's a kingdom, and I'm asking you, if you so desire, get in the middle of it. Amen. Don't come into church and ah, they're talking about money. You better eat Saturday start talking Amen. about money. Amen. 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 So let's pray over your finances. Father God, the seed sown today in the kingdom in this church. Father, we take 10%, actually 20% of it, and we sow it outside of this church into Mark Hankins and Mary Fran and, 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 and Jonathan and Kevin and Leslie and, and others. We sow in China. We've got seed in China right now. And others, I'm not even sure who all we're actually sowing into, back into Haiti. And we ask you, Father God, as we sow today into your kingdom, that that monies will come back good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And people will see the blessing of God on us and say, what are you doing? How are you able to live outside of what's happening around me? And Father God will give them a testimony of the goodness of God. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. There's a table you've prepared for me. The presence of my enemies is your body. Your blood was shed for me. This is I my battle.
Ecclesiastes chapter 3. My sermon or title today is called Eternity. I couldn't think of anything else, but I thought that was a pretty big word. Now, if y'all don't get excited, I'm going to keep you out an extra hour. I want to talk about this subject for a minute, and the Lord laid it on my heart. Forever. How long is it? Long time. I'm going to read this scripture, and we're going to have a good morning. You're going to leave very different than you came, and we're going to have some really changed lives today. Amen. I want you to read this scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes. He made everything beautiful in his time, and he has put eternity in our hearts, except no one can find out the work of God does from beginning to end. You'll never know what he's doing from Adam all the way until the rapture. You will understand some things in your life, mostly after it happens. It's very difficult to tell exactly what God is doing. But he said he's placed eternity in your heart. I want you to think about this. When God made Adam, he never made man to die. And no man that has ever lived is dead. Think about that just a second. Let's let that sink in. Everybody that's ever lived is somewhere. Hitler is somewhere. Adam is somewhere. Moses is somewhere. Nobody's ever stopped existing. And God never intended for Adam to die. He, never, he expected Adam to live right on, on this earth forever and forever and forever and forever. And it just seems to me that we've lost uh, sight of that word. And I'm going to tell you why we did. Years and years ago in America, preachers got up and preached on going to heaven. And, and they should have. But it got to the place where people were so heavenly minded, there were no earthly good. And so preachers realized right then, we really need to get people back down on the earth so they're enjoying their life now. And they did it. Now we're so engrossed in now, we don't think a lot about forever. I have a question. What are you going to be doing in 100 years? Have you planned? Have you even given that thought lately? See, we, we're taught to think when I die. Well, Jesus said in John, if you believe in me, you will never die. Now, I want to start off by getting you a little more excited than you are right now because you all look terrible. <laughs> Jesus said, he who has the Son of God has life. Amen. You are born again. You have life. You have eternal life in you right now, and you will never die. And I want you to say it. Say, I'll never die. I have eternal life. All right, I need to establish that because I want you to start getting excited because I want you to quit thinking of just the earth, just about right now. Some days you need to think about when I die, I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to go see my mom. I'm going to go see Lisa's mom and check on her and see how she's doing. I'm going to go see a whole, I want to go see Smith Wigglesworth. I want to go see E.W. Kenyon. I want to go talk to Dad Hagen, finally, finally, hallelujah. And so there's a lot more to life than just happening right now on this planet. We are eternal beings. Yesterday, I was shooting a match with Justin, and they asked me to pray over the match. 
and I always step up and pray. And when, not, not, not yesterday, but last month, I prayed over the government. And I mean, I had a lot of people out there hooping and hollering and amen, and they weren't even Christians. We need to pray over our government, glory to God. But anyway, they asked me to have a moment of silence for a man that shoots competition just died of COVID. Right before I got up to pray, they came to me and said, he's an atheist. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's hard. I, don't, I, I have a hard time knowing you didn't make it. I have a very hard time with that. I am aware and I am conscious of people around me who are not saved. My heart goes out to them. I don't rejoice in the death of any man. I don't care if he's a heathen. Because hell is real. And I think the church stopped preaching on it. I'm not here to preach hell fire to you. But I think it's time we talked about the fact there is a place called hell and God has never sent a man there. Why in the world do you think he went to all that he did to come to this earth and walk the earth as a man and die on the cross in your place so you would not have to go there? If he didn't, if there was no hell to shun, he would not have gone to undone all that he did. But in other words, if you die without Jesus, you die dead and you go to hell and you never, 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 never come out until hell is thrown in the lake of fire and you're going to be thirsty forever and forever and forever and forever and forever and it'll never come to an end. It will never, 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 never end. And you want to stop and think one day about your, the day you die. Are you ready? This is not a casual conversation. Are you going to be with Jesus? Are you going to make it? Are you ready? I want to know. I mean, I need to know. Are you ready to go? If you're not, then get ready. We'll get you up here and pray you up and hallelujah, get you born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I didn't say we'd make you perfect. Ain't nobody perfect but me. Well, Mark Hankins is perfect. The Bible says, Mark, the perfect man. And I thought, well, most of my name was Mark. And I could brag on being perfect. Amen. But see, there is an eternity, and people are dying around us and going with no thought. So on Facebook yesterday, it said, you know, and the guy's name was Scott, and it said, Scott, rest in peace. He ain't resting. That's not, that's, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not being light. That's huge, folks. And I walked away and I said, Father, how in the world can I make a bigger impact in the world I'm living in? I want my voice out there. I want to talk to people. I talk to people everywhere I go. You slow down long enough, I'll talk to you about Jesus. And hopefully you'll listen. Because one day you're going to physically die. And you need to make sure you're ready. But now, now, if you're born again today, you have eternal life, and we're going to celebrate that. We're, I'm not in here to bring you under condemnation, but I want you to know the worst day on this earth. Your future is good. So I want to do something right now, and, and it's, I was going to do it in the first service, but I am going to do it in this one. I, I'm, I, I like doing this because it, it is a fantastic illustration. So bear with me for a moment. As I do, this is your life. Alex, you can help me. I want you to think about the fact that this is Adam. I'm going to give you the whole ticker tape. Here's Adam. Now take that to the other side of the room. This is history. 
Now I want you to pretend for a minute that Alex leaves the door and heads to Cocoa Beach. And then he gets on a ship and he goes to China. And then after he gets to China, he comes back around to San Francisco. Nobody there, no homeless person steals his ticker tape. And so he, he comes back around to Florida. And he does this about a thousand times. I want to show you your life. That's it. That's quite an illustration, isn't it? Your life here, that's all there is. It's a moment. We're paying too much attention to this and not enough to that. You can give that, roll that back up and give it to Gene. No, I'm teasing. I stole, I stole. It, isn't, that, isn't that kind of a, an awesome? So before we leave today, I want you to start thinking a little bit more eternal than just natural. I think the Lord needs us to start thinking eternity, not just for ourselves, but for people around us. So having said that, let's go to John 3.16 and let's talk about what eternal life really is. John 3.16 is the classic scripture. The Baptist put it in the Bible. We know that Kenneth Hagin put Mark 11.23, but the Baptist put this one in there because that's where I first heard it. And I think they have claimed claim to that. Listen to this scripture. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What is, what's that mean, everlasting life? Does it mean just live forever? It does not. But it does mean that. The word life is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E, zoe. It means life or the life of God. When you die, you either die with Jesus in you or you die without him. That God does not send anybody to hell. People don't go to hell for sinning. Now that's quite a statement, isn't it? If Jesus died for everybody on the earth, how can God legally send anyone to hell for sinning? He can't. So God has already dealt with the sin problem, but he hasn't dealt with the sinner problem because you still have a choice in the matter. Don't die dead. God's not doing it. He loves you. He loved you so much. He took your place and paid your debt. So John 3, 16 through 20 says the only reason, see, everyone believes in God. There's no such thing as an atheist. That's a lie. See, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for God, there would be no need for an atheist. Amen. By the fact that there is a God, is pro- there's an atheist proves there's a God. Amen. And I know some of y'all just think about it for a week or two. So, so the fact is, is that people who are atheists are upset because they want to know why is all of this stuff happening in the world if there is a good God? That's their big question. Well, God did not give the world. He's not running the world like denominations say he is. You are. Amen. He's not running your life. You're running your life. The, the stuff you're in right now, you created it, good or bad. You, you can walk with God and have a good life, or you can live like hell and have a bad one. That's, God's not stopping that. But there is the blood. If you ever get tired and go, oh, I want to start over, you can go right to the blood of Jesus, get it all washed, get it all started, and tomorrow morning start over. Now, personally, I've started over many mornings. Amen. I think I'm going to start over all again today. Help me, Jesus. 
And aren't you glad that we can do that? Aren't you glad we have that First John's in the Bible to where we can go? Now, let me just tell you right now. Don't tell anybody your sins. They never forget them. Tell them your good things. They don't remember them next week. But tell them your sins. They all, they'll, just, they'll remember them forever. So just be quiet about it. Just tell it to God and tell the devil to mind his own business. Amen. 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 So eternal life, but yet, but yet men do live for eternity. Everyone lives forever. That's, 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 that's huge. Now, what happens, so my question to you is, what are you going to be doing in 100 years? Have you even given it thought? Now, I'm just going to tell you this. I told the first service. Lisa has claimed Rock Springs. She's going to build a house there. Now, why is she getting it? Well, number one, she's obeying God better than most of y'all. Boy, I knew y'all would get quiet. Don't get quiet on me. But I claimed Wakiva. Can you do that? Well, somebody's going to live there. Might as well be me. See, I've got real estate on my mind even. Y'all are looking for a mansion in heaven. I'm looking for one here. Well, I'm going up there and hang out with y'all and have a dinner with you, a big marriage supper of the Lamb where we have grits. It says in the Bible that he will feed you with the finest of corn. The finest of corn is the heart of the corn. It's called grits. So at the marriage supper of the Lamb, all of you Yankees are going to have grits and butter with salt and peppers for the first time in your life. And then we're going to be sitting around saying, we are in heaven here. Hallelujah. But I don't think it will be ham and grits. Something tells me there will not be ham. Might be lamb and grits, but it will not be ham and grits. Green eggs and ham. Amen. <laughs> so you realize we're coming back here for a thousand years, and then what? How long do you think we're going to be here? What do you think you're going to be doing, sitting around eating three musketeers and never getting fat? What are all the planets for? Come on, y'all, you've got to think a little bit. You know, Elon Musk is the only one I've ever seen that ever had any idea that there's a little bit more outside of just this planet. And you're going to be able to go there. You know, the Superman idea did not come from the devil. And I won't need no iron suit. Okay, if y'all don't get it, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go down to the Baptist church and preach next week. Mark 8, 36, pop it on the screen. What's it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? I'd like to talk to some politicians. Rockefeller died rich. How much, was, how much did he take with him? Nothing. I bet you, I'll bet you he'd give anything he ever owned for a glass of water. That's poor. Rockefeller died poor. Don't die poor. Amen. I'm preaching better than you, ain't I? I'm preaching good. What? I'd like to go to Washington and just read that scripture. What good is it, guys, if all you're doing is hooking and crooking and going to hell? Now, we're going to talk in a minute about you preparing for eternity. And I think that's where... God wants to take the church now. He wants you to think a little bit outside this box. And we're going to. Let's look at another one. 
You remember the rich young ruler, Mark 10, 17? You don't need to go over there. Do you think that he has regrets? I'm not preaching against prosperity. But Jesus looked, he said, what do I need to do that I might have eternal life? Jesus said, well, just take all that money you got that's worthless to me, give it away to somebody and come on and be with me. And he turned down a walk with Jesus for money. And I'm not anti-prosperity. I am anti-you living for the wrong reason. I am pro-you living for the right reason. There may be a time when God says, just, just walk away from all that and come on, I got something I want you to do. Your relationship with God and your relationship with people is the most valuable thing you have on this planet. And don't ever forget it. There's no, there's no dog, and I know some of y'all do believe this, there's no dog, no cat, or a house, or a car that'll hug you. Your dog will lick you. Your cat will ignore you. And your car may wrap around you, but it will never hug you. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 19. Let's put it on the screen. I want to read it. If in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most pitiable. Let's talk about trouble for a minute. Do you, is it possible that you're going to have trouble here? Yeah. Don't backslide. Don't, don't stop walking with God because you have a bad day. Satan's going to guarantee you have a bad day. Don't, don't walk away from God because things get tough. Your window's short. Don't trade eternity for stupid. I've had hell on earth. So has Paul. So did Jonah. So did Moses. So did Jesus. You're going to have trouble here. But right now, I refuse to trade any of that for eternity. I'm not doing it. I've had opportunity, men. I've had, when I had hair, and when I weighed 173 and I worked out with weights, I was propositioned often. I told them all no. Eternity meant more to me than five minutes of, of, of a girl to go to hell with. I just never met a girl I wanted to go to hell with. Are y'all out there? I've had opportunity to steal money and take money that was not mine. I've had opportunity. See, you're not keeping me honest. I'm keeping me honest. So I'm going to give you it. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I don't want y'all to think bad of me. There's only one reason I keep the speed limit. I don't want share revenue coupons. Okay, we got three people in here that understand this. You see, if it wasn't for cops, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay any attention to a speedometer. That's true. I think I-85 going up to Georgia 100 miles an hour is just cruising. I was, I was driving down 50 one day, and a policeman pulled me over years ago, and back when I was flying, and I said, when I come back in a minute, I'd be doing 120. And he said, well, don't let me catch you. And I said, I'll be at 3,000 feet. You won't. <laughs> See, I like speed. Amen. I like going fast. I think 200 miles an hour is slow. Amen. Thank you all. Amen. So why do I keep the speed limit? I'm afraid of cops. Why do I keep the, why do I obey the God, Bible? I'm afraid of God. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going I'm to give an account of my life one day. 
Uh, he sees everything. Yeah. I mean, he sees everything. Okay. Well, it's not y'all enjoying the dream run towards the promise. Look at John eleven twenty six. Let's go there. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Say I. Never die. That's awesome, isn't it? Folks, that's, I mean, you ought to shout about that every day when you wake up. I will never die. I'm going to be with Jesus. I will never die. So in a minute, we're going to talk about the Bama seat. I don't want you to feel like I'm talking about your security. You're already born again. If you're not, at the end of the service, get there. Don't, don't walk out of this church not ready to meet Jesus. Somebody the other day, and I, I bring this up, I'm not trying to, to, to bring names up. And I remember the other day, Sue Conley came into church, and she walked up to me, and I said, are you on a hug? She says, absolutely. And I said, you're a glutton for hugs. She says, I love my hugs. Sunday, I did her funeral Friday. I'm standing there going, uh-uh, no, no, you don't know. You might be gone before next Sunday. Don't, don't sit around and play a game. We're going to have to start talking about this a little bit more. Because right now, the other day on the Instagram, rest in peace, Scott. He ain't rested. They all remember the movie? Um, Burpo, what is the movie? Heaven Made Real. Heaven Made Real. Do you remember, did y'all see the movie? Did you read the book? In the book, the father, and he was a denominational preacher, and he took his little boy, which at the time was five years old and had been to heaven and back, and he walked him into a funeral home. Now, they didn't put this in the movie, and they're they're cowards. I would have put it in the movie. Because I want everybody to know. So Todd walks in the funeral home at five years of age with his dad, who's a pastor. And, and, and there's a funeral service going on, and there's a body laying in a casket. And the little five-year-old walks up and said, who was that man? And his dad goes, you know, you just calm it down just a little bit, son. And it's, he says, his name was, came his name. And he said, did he know Jesus? Five-year-old, did he know Jesus? And he said, son, I don't know if he knew Jesus. I don't know. Son, you got to calm down. See, everybody in our funeral homes around. You're not supposed to disturb the living. You bother the living. You don't want to bother the living. They're grieving. So the little boy says, so the little boy pulls away from his father and walks up to someone and tugs on him and says, did he know Jesus? And, he, and finally the father grabs him and takes him out of the funeral home and says, son, you can't do that in heaven. And so the little boy walks back in the funeral home and said, if he didn't know Jesus, he's not in heaven, he's in hell. Five years old, I thought. Let him go. God is on that boy. See, we've gotten aware we're scared to look at a person and go, you're not going. Well, you offended me. I'd rather offend you than you make it. You, you get upset now, but it's better than you dying. So let's talk about my mother's funeral for a moment. When my mother died, she was in a wheelchair with osteoporosis, and she's a born-again Christian and loves Jesus. Mark Ramos, my brother-in-law, was in the room when my mother died. She died on September 21st on my birthday. 
I asked the Lord. That was the day we got the CO for our house. And I said, you need to keep her here until I get the CO our house so I can leave here and go to the funeral because we already knew she was going to die. So anyway, she's in the room, and she's sitting there. Now, when you're in a wheelchair and you live in it and sleep in it, and you never get out of it. That's not a good quality of life. You don't want to hold them here. Let them go. So my mother's sitting there depressed. Just wake up in the morning, depressed, go to bed, depressed. Nothing to live forward to every day. Someone coming to see you maybe. And all of a sudden she looks up and goes, and then she died. What was, what'd she see? Big angel. Come on, honey, it's time to go. So we walked in the funeral home, me and my sisters and uh, my brother, and we're all sitting around the director's table, and we're all laughing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're cracking up, and there, everybody in the funeral home has got this pretend like they're pretending. They're getting paid to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just get real for a minute. And we're in there cracking up. And, she, and, and the director went, I don't think I've ever met anybody like y'all. Your mother just died. And, and, and we went, she's with Jesus. Why in the world are we? You know, when you're sad, it's, it's because you're sad. They're not, a, you know, they're, they're like, mom was with Jesus. <laughs> Listen, the only one sad in this room is you. You don't cry for them. You're crying for you. Yeah. Now, I'm telling you that now so that during the funeral, you don't get mad at me when I walk up and go, how you doing? And you're like, oh, mother died. I go, I know. Yeah. And you won't, I mean, I'll, I'll put it on for you. Oh. Never mind. We ought to get happy when they go. Man, we ought, that's, that's a hot glory to God. They went to be with Jesus. I'm going to be happy when you go. Amen. <laughs> that didn't sound right. You know, that just did not sound right. <laughs> I know some of y'all will be happy when I go. He's gone. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> no, we got excited when Mama left. The funeral director said, I've never seen anybody. I said, why are we the first people happy in your office? Yeah. Man, I mean, don't you have any idea where your parents are? I know where my mom is. She with Jesus. So I'm kind of looking forward to meeting Smith Wigglesworth and and E.W. Kenyon and Kenneth Hagin and my mother. And I'll tell you all this. um, My first wife miscarried before Che was born. And I have a son there. I've never seen him. Do you understand? There comes a day when you're like, this is going to be cool. You know, Lisa told me one time when I was praying about going, she said, don't you even pray like that. (laughs) Telling your wife comes in there and tells you that you ain't dying, you're going to live. I said, God, you're going to have to wait. She won't let me come. (laughs) She said, there's still painting to be done around this house. (laughs) She wants to know why I'm dragging that list out. You know, I'm just dragging it out. Yeah. <laughs> go to Ecclesiastes 5 before we go. We'll just pop it on the screen anyway, 2 Corinthians. And go to 2 Corinthians. Put Ecclesiastes 5. I don't know if I even gave him that. Yeah. 
he who keeps his command will experience. No, no, that ain't it. Five, not eight. Five. Not eight. five. Eight, five. Let me see something here. Let me see something here. I may have given them wrong, Lisa, Joy. My, it might be my bad. Eight, five. It is. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. It is 9-5. There's a 9 above that right there. That's one mistake this year. Is that not awesome? I am capable of making a mistake. I'm glad y'all got to see that so y'all don't feel so bad. Are we all straight yet? Okay, listen. For the living know that they will die and the dead know nothing and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Just think about this. You go out to a graveyard and look at all the tombstones. Who are they? Nobody knows. Do not die without leaving a mark. Amen. You walk up to George Washington's, you'll go, I know who that guy is. Abraham Lincoln, I know who that guy is. They ought to walk up to your gravestone and go, I know them. You ought to live after you're gone. All right, let's look at another one. Now, now, now let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. Let's talk about the Bema seat. Now, we're not talking about the judgment seat of Christ. We're talking about the Bema seat. And the judgment seat is not where you get to stand before God and give an account of whether you go to heaven or hell. You've got that covered, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, but we, I want you to start being a little more heaven-minded. I want you to start thinking outside the box a little bit. So... 2 Corinthians 5, verse 9. Yes, 5. Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in your body, what is, whatever's done, good or bad. All right, now let's talk about this. We're not talking about whether you go to heaven or hell. So I'm going to ask you a question, and don't go quiet on me. Did God put David's story in, his, in the Bible? All of it? I thought he was forgiven. He was. Did he put Job's story in the Bible? Did he put Mary Magdalene's in the Bible? Is he going to put yours? I had a lady make a statement to me one day. She said, I don't want everybody in the church to know what I'm doing. I said, why don't you stop doing it? If you don't want anybody to know your sin, don't sin. Because there's coming a day, they've got books up in heaven on you. And one day, everybody in the world is going to know what you did. And if you don't want them to know what you're doing, won't you change what you're doing? Yeah. I think we don't think like this enough. But it says that we will receive, we will stand in before the Bema seat of Christ to receive what was done, good or bad. There's an angel following you around and writes down everything you do. Good and bad. Write everything. Your prayer life, pray today, two minutes and 47 seconds. Prayed for one relative. Prayed for themselves for two minutes and a relative for five seconds. They write down everything you do. Walked up in the offering and gave a tip. $4.27. I mean, they write down everything you do. 
And there will come a day when you will stand before the Lord and he's going to open up the books on you. What did you do with your life? What did you do with what I gave you? Well, you know, you're not going to lie. It ain't my fault. He said, yeah, it is. I don't know what you think you're going to say, but you're not going to say it that day. Amen. There's a lot of things that I'm concerned about, and that's my main one. I told you all ago the reason I don't speed is that I don't like share revenue coupons. I don't want the ramifications for the wrong. There's only one reason I don't steal. That's why I don't become a politician. I don't, I don't steal from this church because I already know that God knows everything I do, whether you do or not. And there's going to come a day when I ain't hiding it from God. You can hide all you want to, but you're not hiding what you're doing from God. You say, well, I'm, I'm not where I should be. Well, then get up here this morning and get it under the blood. Well, people will see me. It, it really don't matter. All right. Now think about this for a minute. If that's true, and it is true, is there rank and file during the millennial reign? Yes. You bet there is. Yesterday, I told you that Justin and I went and shot a competition. Now, during the competition, they always have these mini Bama seats. And that means that however you did that day, they call you out and give you a little wooden plaque with, the, with information, first place, second place, third place. And you're sitting there waiting on them to see if you won. So at least Justin won a first place yesterday. I won't tell you which classification, but he won a first place. And he did listen to me a little bit, but not enough. But if he'd listened to me better, he'd have had a whole lot better. But anyway, he just needs to do some more listening. But anyway, so anyway, we, we went out there, and I finally won a plaque. And, and I didn't know they demoted me. The computer did it from expert to sharpshooter. Uh, yeah, and I was down to sharpshooter, and I won first place sharpshooter. And I walked up afterwards, and I said, I just won first place sharpshooter. How did I do that? And he went, oh, that's wrong. And I said, I'm keeping this plaque. I said, I have shot a lot of good competition. I don't have nothing on my wall. I'm going to keep this one anyway. But, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about the fact that they called my name, and that's a big deal. But, but, I'm, but while they were talking about that, while we're sitting there and people, there's people in the room they didn't call their name. Now, you know what they're either going to do? They're going to go home and sell their gun, <laughs> take up water skiing or skeet shooting or something else. Or they're going to go and get ready because they want a day that they hear their name called. Do you all see that? I mean, that's a big deal to people. So I'm sitting there thinking about the Bama seat. I'm thinking about the day that I stand before God. And I'm sitting there and they're going, all right, today we're going to celebrate Word of Life Church of Popco. And I'm sitting there going, yay. And they stand up and they say, all right, the first person we'd like to recognize, Lisa Morgan, please come forward. How about, yay, Lisa, Lisa, yay, Lisa. And they say, and the next one is Justin Morgan, yay. And he says, and then Megan Tucker, yay. And he says, and now we're going to go to the other church. And I'm sitting there going, uh, you forgot somebody. This time there are no computer glitches. That's true. 
Are y'all out there? Did you go home? You see, there's a day we'll stand before God and give an account. And remember I showed you the ticker tape. Folks, it ain't that big. It's, you don't have a lot of time. Some of y'all don't have much left. You're running out of ticker tape right now. Megan's got a few more years, but Don Sharp, I don't know about him. I don't know. I think, I think what are you, about 83 right now? You're about 80. Methuselah, yeah, you knew him, didn't you? Yeah, Don knew Methuselah. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. I want us to become a lot more conscious of this because lately I've been reading the love book. Now I'm reading it on purpose because I need it. But I'm going to give an account of how I pastored. I'm going to give an account. You know, I've had a few days that weren't good. I'm talking about I wasn't any good. I came in mad, left mad. Those are not good days. That's not okay. That's not okay. There's, I, I need to pick up a book and read Love is Patient. Love is Kind. Love hardly notices. I'm stuck on love hardly notices when others do it wrong. I'm really stuck. I haven't been able to get off that scripture for months. I'm still working on it. The other morning I woke up and I thought, Lisa, I'm, I'm, cooking, I'm cooking sausage. And I thought, I should make some for Lisa. Because I know the angel is writing it down. <laughs> he made two sausages for himself. He made two for his wife. Write that down. Write down that I made two for Lisa. And I also made her a cup of coffee in the pot, too. Did you write that down? All right, write that down, write it down, write it down. Do y'all think this would change the way you live? Yeah, it'll change the way you live. When I was in school, I wish, in English, I'd paid attention. Barbara wishes I had paid attention. Because I didn't know what an adjective and a noun and a verb was when I graduated. I just didn't care. But you look back and go, I really wish that I had paid more attention in school. How many of y'all? Mm -hmm. yeah. Three of you. All right, I see. <laughs> I want to make sure that I don't do that after I die. Yeah. Are you paying attention? I was talking a while ago about people who don't make heaven. I don't want anybody on my watch. I want my family there. And the other day, I was praying, and the Lord said to me, you don't, there's people in your family you're not praying for. I said, I, I repent. And I picked them back up. I'm not getting up off my knees that I don't pray for my family. Pray for their salvation. Pray for them. I'm not, I'm not going to be the reason they don't make it. I'll be the reason they make it. And see, do you understand, if we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's going to change the way we live. Yeah. It's going to change the way we do. It's going to curb some stuff. Yeah. The Bible talks about the, the, get the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. Mm -hmm. We need to control ourselves. Mm -hmm. We, All of us in this room, we need to walk into church, take notes, work on our love walk, work on our giving, and work on our walk with God. Yeah. All, yeah. all of us do. Amen. That happens when you get the mindset, this is it. This is, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Let's look at another scripture before we go. We've got a couple more to, to go through. Say amen anyway. Amen. Matthew 25, 
You can see I never got to this in the first service, right? Matthew 25 bears this out. I, I believe that the scriptures from 24 on are, are preparation for uh, the end. We're, we're moments from the end of the world. We're moments. My personal opinion, this is an opinion, we got about seven or eight years. That's it. We're in a last seven-year period of Gentile time. Jewish time will probably pick up the, the battle of the Ezekiel 30, 36, 38 war. I forgot which is, is in preparation right now. Russia, Iraq, Iran, Turkey, Syria, China. They're preparing right now. We just gave them a, all the equipment they need. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad there's a God? Yes. He's fixing the whoop backside anyway. So, The year 2029 is exactly 2,000 years from the day that Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead in 29 A.D. He was born about 3 B.C. You say, why is the discrepancy? I don't know. Ask the Catholic Church. I don't know anything about their Gregorian calendar system. But anyway, that's, that was it. So we know that the time is short. And people say, I think that's a conspiracy theory. Well, then Daniel was a conspiracy theory. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was a conspiracy theory. Then Jesus is preaching a conspiracy theory. I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about the mark of the beast right now and you're going, I just don't think that's real. I'm like, what are you smoking? You've got a government running around telling you you have to wear a mask to buy uh, 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 and take a vaccine to buy. That's illegal. We are the government. We are the government. Does anybody know that? Do you understand? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, we hire them. They work for us. Does anybody? Somebody? They work for us. And then during the millennial reign, they're going to wish they hadn't hollered at me. <laughs> Aren't you the woman that hollered at me about my mask? Well, I'm the boss now, so put your mask on. <laughs> Come on, Pastor. I know I'm bad. I just don't. All right. Matthew 25, 14. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country, that would be Jesus, and called his servants to deliver his goods to them. Did he give you anything? Eternal life, Holy Ghost, name of Jesus, Word of God, preachers, pastors. Did he give you anything? To whom much is given, much is what? Required. He's going to ask you what you did with it. I'm preaching good. And the one he gave five talents, that's not the ability to play harmonica. It's not a talent. It's not a talent show. Talent is a form of money. A talent is a year's wages, five years' wages. He's making an investment. All right, let me, let's just get real here. He made an investment in you. That's true. He made you. He gave you. He gave you eternal life, forgave you, yeah, yeah. washed your past away, yeah. not for nothing. Amen. Amen. He redeemed you, yeah. eliminated, gave you the Holy Ghost, gave you eternal life so you're not a sinner anymore, Lord, gave you the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God, gave you his Holy Ghost, Amen. 
he gave you the anointing and he really gave you a good pastor. He said, I'm going to give you the best of the best. Amen. Teach you the Bible. Amen. Amen. So there comes a day when you're going to stand before God and give an account of what he gave you. Yeah. What did you do with what I gave you? Amen. Don't look at him and tell him you ain't never got nobody saved. I didn't know how. You could learn. Yeah. Uh, did you pray much? I didn't know how. You could learn. Come on, y'all. He gave five talents to one, another one two, and another one one, each according to his own ability. He's not giving you more than you can handle. He's not being unfair with you. He knows there's people from Georgia, and he knows there's people from Florida. Here we go again. And he knows there's people from Alabama. Like Mark Hankins said, if the toothbrush had been invented everywhere else, it would have been a teeth brush. But in, tooth, but in Arkansas, it was just a toothbrush because the only people only have one tooth in Arkansas. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Get the tape, get the tape. He received five talents, went and traded them and made five other talents. Likewise, he who received gained two more also. But him who received one dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who received five talents brought five other talents. And the Lord delivered and said, he, said, he took and, and, and he says, I've gained five talents more. And the Lord said, well done, good and faithful. Yes. Good and what? Faithful. faithful. Yes. See, faithfulness is required out of us. Amen. Are you faithful? Yes. With what God has done. It's not okay to live loose on this planet. Amen. I mean, you, you can go to heaven. You say, I'm going to heaven. Thank God. But when they start the Bama seat, you ain't getting out of your chair. <laughs> well, my God, I didn't do nothing with my life. I was even there that Sunday pastor preached on it. I never did nothing after that neither. I'm sitting here with nothing. But, th but thank God you're going to heaven. Amen. Now, listen to me. If anybody can learn the Bible, if I can learn the Bible... Anybody can learn it. Amen. Yes. Amen. I, I, I'm not all that smart. Someone complimented me the other day and said, you make it simple. That's because I'm simple. <laughs> I don't have deep thoughts. Amen. I think hunting, fishing, deer, Bible, I'm not that deep. And that's why y'all relate to me so well. Yeah. <laughs> if you were deep sheep, you'd be in a bigger church than this one. Going, I got a deep preacher over there. <laughs> yeah. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Say, I want to hear that. Hear Say, I'm going to hear that. And he who received two talents came and said, Lord, you gave me two talents. Look, I've gained two more. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And he received one talent, came and said, Lord, I know you're a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. Fierce not of God. It's not okay. Well, we were afraid. That's not okay. Well, COVID came and I'm afraid. Resist it. That's not okay to be afraid. You, you don't have any more uh, uh, business with fear than you do dope. Resist it. 
fear, get off me. And Jesus, you ain't getting on me. If the devil tempts you, you just say, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to rob that bank. No, I'm not going to rob that bank. And if he tempts you to lie, say, I'm not going to lie. If he tempts you to be afraid, say, I'm not going to be afraid. It's a, it's a temptation. Resist. I ain't, no, you ain't put no fear on me. All right. He was afraid and went and hid his talent in the ground and says, here, what's yours? And the Lord said, you wicked, lazy serpent. Servant, not serpent. Probably is. You know I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. I want you to know that he does. You ought to have deposited my money with Pastor Morgan and just put it in the bank. He'd at least give it to Mark Hankins and, and been out preaching the gospel with it. If you can't do anything with your life, at least get in a church and get involved in a church. And let at least the church do something with your time. Yeah. Yeah. You, see, you have a commodity called time. Yes. Don't spend it all on you. Amen. And I was busy. No, you're not. You're wasting. I know how much time you spend on Facebook. I'm watching you. <laughs> While I'm wasting my time on Facebook. No, Lisa spends all her time on Facebook. She goes, oh, no, not really. <laughs> Take the talent from him and give it to him who had ten talents. Everyone who has more will be given. Him who has abundance from him who does not have will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. There really is a hell. Yes. You, you know, if Jesus died for you, you need to do something with it. Yes. It's not okay. Yes. Everybody who's a sinner knows there's a God and they know right from wrong. Yeah. They know. So I got one more scripture real quick. Ecclesiastes 12. I did get this right. Guys, I love y'all. I have a day in my life that I am looking forward to with a certain amount of concern. And that's the day I meet Jesus. I'm aware I'm not perfect. I, I'm aware of it. I know I make mistakes. But I live in such a way that I want to stand there not afraid. I know I'm going to heaven. I know I'm not going to hell. But I also am aware there's more to it than that. Yes, amen. He has entrusted me with a, power, with a mighty church. Amen. He has given me a very good wife. He has given me a very good congregation of people. I have to answer to him what I did with y'all. Did I love you? Did I feed you? Was I forgiving? Was I kind? Was I impatient? And I, and I, work, on, I work on me more than any other person on this planet. I'm not lazy. I don't sit at home before I preach and goof off. I go in there and I study every Sunday. And I've done this for over 40-something years. And this is what's kept me. I'm going to stand before God. I want you to have at least that much concern. It's caused me to be bold. To do things that normally I wouldn't do. To talk to people I normally wouldn't talk to. I am by nature introvert. I know y'all don't. Most certainly am. I don't like crowds of people, and I don't like public speaking. Uh, 
I got over it. I got over it to do my job. I'm not up here for me. I'm up here for you. I don't know everything, but whatever I know, if I can help you in any way, shape, or form. And that's, what I, that's my goal, is to, what do you want me to do and how you want me to do it? Now, I'm going to give you one scripture, and we're going to close with this. Verse, Ecclesiastes 12, starting with verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is the conclusion of the whole book of Proverbs and the whole book of Ecclesiastes. I think it's the conclusion of everything. He's fixing to put a thumbprint on what life is about. What in the world are we doing here? Look at this. I want to hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments. This is man's all. Did you fear God? And did you obey? When you die, that is all that will matter. That's huge. Teach your kids this. Fear God. This is life. Uh, you hear me say this all the time. The most valuable possessions I have are my family, my children, my grandchildren, and my church. People. Life is no good without friends, without people. I cherish your friendship. I love seeing you come. I love walking in on Sunday morning and seeing you walk into church and seeing your face and hugging you. I, I love it because, because there's nothing, nothing matters when we die, the only thing I can take with me is you. That's all I can take. Yeah. I want to take my kids. Amen. I want them there. I had the Lord say to me one time, he said, he said, are you going to be okay if your sons are not here? I said, no, sir. He said, straighten up. I said, yes, sir. Be a father. Be a father to the boys. It's heavy words. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll, it'll, change, it'll change you. Be a good husband to Lisa. Be a good husband. Be a good pastor. Not the best. I'm the best I know how. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready to pray? I want you to leave today with a sense of eternity on your soul. I want you to walk out of here and go, I'm living forever. Heavenly Father, I've, I took a message that I believe you gave me and I preached it to the best of my ability. I know you love us. I know you love me. I know you love all of us that are sitting in this room. I know that we all have eternal life. I would like to believe everybody in the room. And if not, then I ask you to draw anybody in here not ready to meet you to Jesus this morning and get them ready. Get them ready to meet you. But for the ones of us that are born again and ready, I pray that we'd have a sense of eternity and a sense of destiny that we pick up. That there's more to life than just a few minutes on a ticker tape. There's more to life than a house and a car and a job and money and, a, and, a, and, and pleasure. There's people, our family. I pray that we would live our life in such a way that we would place time where it needs to be. Not that we won't have fun, not that we don't enjoy our life, but I pray the Father God will hear one day, good, well done, good and faithful servant. And if in the sound of my voice someone's not there, I pray 1 John 1, 9 over them now. Wash them in the blood. Get their past behind them.
and let them start over again today and start making a difference and stand before you and hear well done. We can all do it. I ask you to give this church here a sense of eternity because there's people around the city that don't know you. When I start talking to them, Father, about a school, I'm going to need some workers. When we start talking about doing an outdoor crusade, we're going to need workers. It's going to take time. It takes effort. We have to have a sense of eternity in our soul in order to lay down things that are fun and enjoyable and to go do something that's important. If one person gets born again because of us, thank God, 10, about 20, about a lot of people in heaven because of our life, about a lot of Christians who don't fall away from God because of our life. I give you the glory and honor for everything done. I thank you that the word of God does not return void. And I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I need all of you to say this. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you. I have a very good pastor. Praise the Lord. I would hope one day I didn't have to prompt you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you could put Acts 4.12 up on the screen, that would be great. So just bear with me for a minute. The Bible says in Acts 4.12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other. There is no salvation available in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Nor is there salvation in any other. Not Muhammad, not Confucius, not Buddha, not New Age. Not Harry Krishna, not the trees. Now is nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. John three sixteen. For God so loved all of the world, not just you as Christians. He loves the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're here today or if you're on online, thank you for, for being here. Just I want to do something a little different as my altar workers come forward. I want every head bowed right now, every eye closed. And I want you to say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross. Thank you for putting John 3.16 in the Bible. Father God, thank you. You so love me that you gave your only begotten son that whoever, that means me, believes in you and what you did for me and the sacrifice you made. You shed your blood for me. I receive that. I accept that. And you said, because I believe, I shall be saved. For Romans 10 says, for with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And with my heart, I believe. And now I'm made righteous. There's no other name. Thank you, Lord. If you prayed that this morning, if you're online, thank you. 
If you prayed that for the first time here, I want you to still come up and see one of these. They've got some material to give you that just will tell you what just happened to me. What just happened to me? I'm brand new. Amen. If you want prayer for any other reason, come up and let someone pray for you. We don't always have someone at home or we don't always have a friend that may be strong in the Lord. But the Bible says that if you agree on earth as touching anything they ask, where two or three are gathered together in my name, in my name, right? In the Jesus name, there am I in the midst of them. Come up. And let's... We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.